Henry Harner, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We move on today to Acts chapter 9. This chapter tells about another remarkable conversion. The conversion of the Ethiopian statesman was in a chariot. The conversion of Saul of Tarsus, which is Luke's subject here in chapter 9, was down in the dust. Here in this chapter, Luke gives us the facts of what actually happened on the road to Damascus. Here are the opening nine verses of chapter 9, and Luke writes as follows. But Saul, threatening with every breath and eager to destroy every Christian, went to the high priest in Jerusalem. He requested a letter addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, requiring their cooperation, so that if he should find there any men or women who were of the way, he could bring them in chains to Jerusalem. As he was nearing Damascus on this mission, suddenly a brilliant light from heaven spotted down upon him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and await my further instructions. The men with Saul stood speechless with surprise, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. As Saul picked himself up off the ground, he found that he was blind. He had to be led into Damascus and was there three days blind, going without food and water all that time.
When the persecution broke out in Jerusalem, the church went underground. The apostles remained in Jerusalem, but many of the others were scattered. The thing that triggered it was the stoning of Stephen, followed by persecution. The other religious leaders in Jerusalem were satisfied after they had run the Christians out of Jerusalem. They were willing to let it stay at that point, but not Saul of Tarsus. He was the one who was breathing out the threatenings and slaughter. He hated Jesus Christ. This man, Saul, was no doubt one of Christ's greatest enemies. He went to the high priest and said, Look, I've heard that a group of these believers have run off up there to Damascus, and I'm going to go after them. The fact of the matter is that he intended to ferret them out anywhere they went. His goal was to exterminate the followers of Christ. But God had something else in mind for Saul. Saul is introduced to Christ on the road to Damascus, and this meeting changed the world. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. It is a fact that one man can change world history. The conversion of Saul, or Paul, launched him on a history-changing course. No doubt his conversion was the most important event in the early Christian church since Pentecost. Luke the historian evidently felt that it was important too, since he records it three times in the book of the Acts. Here is the first record as Luke wrote it in chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anything. Saul got up from the ground, and when he had opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Saul of the tribe of Benjamin was named after his illustrious ancestor, the first king of Israel, King Saul, also of the same tribe. The name means asked for. Saul, a Hebrew name, was also known as Paul a Roman cognate, which means little. 
After Stephen's death, Saul took it upon himself to capture the Christians, bring them to Jerusalem, and see that they were imprisoned. He was determined to stamp out this new expanding sect. Why was he so furious with this new order? Several answers may be suggested. Number one, Saul considered Jesus as an imposter. Primarily, his problem was not with the resurrection, but with the cross. To him, the stumbling block was the cross. It was an offense. Jesus could not be the Messiah because anyone who died on a cross was cursed by God. So Jesus must have been an imposter and his followers duped. Second reason why he was so furious with his new order. Saul was satisfied with his ancestral faith. Judaism had stable, good roots. The old forms of religion could be trusted. Judaism had a strong base. It had a high morality and an enviable ethics. He was proud to belong to and practice the faith of Judaism. A third reason why he persecuted the Christians with such vehemence. Christianity was divisive, and Saul wanted Judaism to remain united, especially in view of the rising tide of messianic expectancy. Nothing should jeopardize the arrival of the expected Messiah and the Messianic age. The Christians were dividing Judaism. This would not do in view of the coming age. A fourth reason for stamping out Christianity. Saul was devoted to the Torah, the law. He had organized his life around it. It was his life. He had the kind of zeal for the law that was willing to resort to violence, even murder. He had justification for such an attitude, since others had acted similarly, sometimes with God's approval and blessing. Phineas, the grandson of Aaron, had killed an Israelite man who violated the law with God's approval. Elijah had slain the prophets of Baal who had threatened Israel's faith. And Mattathias, the father of the Maccabees, had used the sword to clean up. He had said, whoever is zealous for the law, let him follow me. Paul must have felt that his situation was analogous. Stephen had spoken against the Torah when the law was a prerequisite to bringing in the Messianic age. To stamp out such a heresy would certainly be justified in the eyes of God. So Paul requests permission to extradite Christians from the city of Damascus in Syria. Evidently, he had heard that Christians had fled there and Damascus had a large Jewish community. Permission was granted. Evidently, Damascus at this time was ruled by a Nabataean king who was anxious to please the Jews. Thus, extradition was possible with the permission of the Jerusalem Sanhedrin. Damascus, one of the oldest cities in the world, lay some 140 miles or about 225 kilometers north and east of Jerusalem. At this time, Christians were not called Christians yet. They were known as the way. Just why, we don't know. That is what Luke calls them here. It was while he was on his way to Damascus to arrest the people of the way, when he was nearing the city, that a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and a voice said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? The speaker identified himself as Jesus. For a moment, Saul got a glimpse of and heard from that other dimension 
and he discovered that Jesus wasn't an imposter and that Christians weren't duped. Perhaps Paul's great emphasis in later years that the believer was in Christ began right here. Jesus had identified himself with every believer. When Saul persecuted the believers, he was persecuting Christ. The body of believers is Christ's body. Saul was converted here on the Damascus Road. The light of Christ surrounded him. Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.